I don't know about you, but uh, when, uh, when they were singing the song, Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. And the part came up there where it said, I'll, I'll fix my eyes on Jesus' face. All I could do was just cry. Can you imagine finally one day seeing Jesus with your own eyes and just being able to thank him for everything that he's done for you? Man, it's going to be a great and awesome day. I'm, I mean, it's, I'm just pumped about it. But anyway, uh, Greg asked me to uh, share a challenge that I had with the, uh, the, for the youth band this week. I called Logan early in the week and I said, Logan, I said, the Lord's putting something on my heart for the uh, youth band. And, and the name of it is, uh, is Preparation Week. And uh, if y'all don't know, we're having our youth revival tonight. And the Lord just put Preparation Week on my heart. And, and basically what uh, y'all probably heard the, the, uh, the story in, in Joshua about sin being in the camp and then uh, the Israelites basically uh, getting beat in battle. Um, so I wanted to share with the youth what the Lord had put on my heart. You know, we're having this youth revival, and as Christians, sometimes we don't understand one thing, okay? If there's sin in our life, then the Lord is not going to bless us. If there's sin in our life and we're trying to do something for Him, like have the youth revival and sing for Him, the Lord is not going to bless in the fullness of what he can bless with if there's sin in our life. So I called Logan. I said, Logan, I want to know who all is going to be in the band this week. So he sent out a message and got back all the responses. He said, okay. I said, well, I want to meet with the band Wednesday afternoon. And uh, so I shared with him the story about the children of Israel and Joshua leading them. And basically where I'm going to pick up at is, is they had been wandering around in the wilderness. They had been winning all kinds of battles. Like they'd been beating everybody. But there come to a certain point in, during this time where they was getting beat in battle. They was getting kicked in battle. And Joshua got down on his face before the Lord and was just confused. He didn't know what was going on. He's like, why are we getting beat? Why can we not win a battle? And I, and I just wonder if there's anybody out there today that's getting beat in the battle of life. Could it be that you've got sin in your camp? Because this is what the Lord said to Joshua. He said, get up off your face. Go consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the, the Lord, the God of Israel says. So basically that's what he was, he was telling the people to quit sinning and dedicate themselves to the Lord. And that's what I challenged the youth band to do this past week is if they wanted to see an awesome moving of the Holy Spirit, then they needed to be prepared this week. They need to make sure that all the sin was out of their life so that we could see great and mighty things done tonight in the youth revival. And I hope they've did that because I challenged them to do that. But that's what I challenged to do, to the, or the challenge the youth to do this week. And, uh, and Greg wanted me to share that. So, so, uh, so Greg, it's Greg's turn now. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted him to share that because he had mentioned uh, Wednesday night up there 
which I'm going to be talking about the power of God working in us and through us. And he had mentioned up there to them that if we have sin in our life, the power of God is not going to manifest in us like it should. It's not going to come out in the fullness like God wants it to. And that's why we need to get sin out of our life. We need to get uh, confessed, unconfessed sins and just live righteous before God to see his power work in our lives. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 4 before we'll be... uh, Yeah, Exodus chapter 4. First, I want to read uh, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, which Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now in Exodus chapter 4, which this one's, I'm actually going to back up to chapter 3. This is not uh, up there. Uh, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to use it. I'm going to read uh, these couple of scriptures, then I'm going to have a word of prayer. But in Exodus Chapter 3, in verse 1, says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father, father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of a fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked and beheld the bush was burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And when Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why this bush is not burnt. When the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity to stand and preach thy word. I pray, Lord, that you just set me aside. Lord, hide me behind the shadow of Calvary, Lord, and just use me for a little bit here this morning, Lord, that your word be spoken, that your truth be spoken, Lord, and that you just deal with hearts, just deal with my heart, Lord, and just help me, Lord, just to be obedient to do what you would have me to do this morning, Lord. In Christ's name I pray and ask these things. Amen. Uh, I wanted to go back and read uh, that in chapter 3 there because something really jumps out at me is, you know, Moses was just walking along tending the flock and he sees this bush over here burning and this is and this is the reaction that Christians should have when God is doing something. When God is moving, when God's over here uh, burning, so to speak, I, I use, I, and I'm using this side of the... You know, because of this, you know, revival that started with this youth group. You know, when God's over here doing something, Christian people should be taking notice of that and should be going that direction to see what's going on. We should be going over here to see what's going on, see what's causing this fire, see what's uh, causing this to stir up. You know, it says right here that when Moses noticed this, it said he turned aside to go see why the bush was not consumed. And it said, when the Lord, now listen to this, when the Lord noticed that Moses had turned aside, he called his name. And I got to thinking, how many sitting in here has the Lord been calling their name and they've just been hesitant to do what the Lord is wanting them to do? 
You know, I think, uh, I don't think Zach will mind if I pick on him for just a minute. Uh, which he shared his testimony a while back with the youth. And the Lord had been speaking to you for weeks about that. And he was hesitant to do it. But when he did, how'd you feel? Good. He felt relief. And you know what that was an example of? You know what happened up there? You know, people were moved when he shared his testimony. You know, they were in the altar. They were praying. That's an example of the power of God working through Zach. You know, anytime somebody stands up and gives a testimony, stands up and preaches the word, stands up here and plays these instruments and sings these songs, and people's lives are touched and people's lives are moved, that's the power of God working through these people, working in, in our lives. We need, to, we need to allow God to work in us and through us. You know, God's power, like I said, will never manifest in our lives like it should if we have sin in our life. I want to go through uh, Exodus here and look at some examples of the power of God and how he used Moses here. Chapter 4. I'm going to start reading right here in verse 1. It says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thy hand? And he said, A rod. And this was just his rod that he he carried around uh, a shepherd's crook for uh, tending the flock. And the Lord said to him, Cast it down on the ground. And he cast it down on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. And the Lord said unto him, Put forth thy hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God and our fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared unto him. And, you know, he tells him to put his hand in his bosom and take it out. And, you know, he showed him these miracles. Don't you notice something that happens? God tells him in verse 17, he says, Thou shalt take this rod in thy hand wherever thou shalt go and do signs. And he said, And Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said unto him, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto my brethren, which are in Egypt, and see whether they yet be alive. And Jethro said unto Moses, Go in peace. And the Lord said unto Moses in Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. And Moses took his wife and his sons, and set them upon a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And listen to what it says Moses took with him. It says, Moses took the rod of God in his hand. You know, that was the same rod that he went up there with. It was the same rod he had before he ever even went before the burning bush, before God ever even told him to throw it down. It was the same rod that he had. But when he had an encounter with God and he was obedient to do what God told him to do and he took that rod up in faith because God told him to, it became a symbol of something different. It became a symbol of the power of God. It was the power of God. Everywhere that Moses went, he used this rod as an example to work miracles and God used this as an example of the power of God in his life. Uh, Exodus chapter 7. I'm going to try to kind of go through these uh, 
not spend a lot of time on them for the sake of time, but I want you to just think about every time Moses did something, he had this rod in his hand. This was that symbol to all people when they seen it, they knew that that was the power of God. In verse uh, 10 of chapter 7, it says that Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent. I'm going to skip over here to verse 17. And this is talking about Aaron. You know, and Aaron, uh, if, you, if you continue to read throughout the Bible, Aaron had a rod that budded. You know, this was, they put the 12 rods in, in here. They was trying to decide who the priesthood was going to fall to and what lineage of the priesthood was going to be. And this is, just, and this is just extra for you because Aaron's rod actually bloomed. It brought forth the bud and blossomed. You know, and that to me represented life. That was what that rod of Aaron that he carried represents to me when I look through these scriptures is life. Because it, it, it budded, you know, here again, it, it, uh, it ate the other serpents that Pharaoh had pulled down. And that is just a, that, that, that to me is just the type of Christ that we see in the Old Testament. You know, when Christ rose three days later, victorious over death, hell, and the grave, that's what I see right here. Death being swallowed up in victory. Because these serpents, that's what that represented here in the Old Testament was death. But Aaron's rod, you know, when he cast it down, that rod that represented life and it turned into a serpent and it swallowed up all these other serpents. You can see Christ all throughout the Old Testament if you look hard enough. He's all throughout the Old Testament. That's, that's what I think about when I read those verses right there. Uh, verse 20, let's, let's skip on down to verse 20. It says that Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded. And he lifted up the rod and smote the waters and the waters in the river and in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants and all the waters and the rivers were turned to blood. The power of God. In chapter 8, verse 5, it said, The Lord spake unto Moses and said unto Aaron, Stretch forth thy hand with thy rod over the streams and over the rivers and over the ponds and cause frogs to become upon the land of Egypt. There again, an example of the power of God. In verse 16, he tells him again, he says, stretch out thy hand or stretch out thy rod. And on this is he brought the plague of lice, lice upon Egypt. And uh, I love what the, these next few verses right here says. It just shows again just the power of God. And they did so, for Aaron stretched forth his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in men and in beasts, and all the dust in the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beast. The magicians said unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them. The power of God, they noticed it. Amen. These were sinful people, but they noticed it when the power of God was present. And they even told David, they, they even told Pharaoh, this is the finger of God, the power of God. There again, there's another example. You know, in verse uh, 20, he says, and the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, go before Pharaoh, 
and he come forth to the water and he tells him to say unto him, let my people go that they may serve me. You know, that was Moses' whole commission to go set the people free out of bondage. You know, Christ commissions us to do what? Reach the lost, right? Set people free. We ourselves cannot set people free. The power of God through us sets people free. We just have to be willing to step out on faith, be obedient, be surrendered to do what God is asking us to do. And sometimes it's simple things. But sometimes we're scared. I think, you know, I think, what would happen if Moses hadn't turned and went to that? Now, I shared with the class this morning, I think a lot of people want to stand over here and see what God's doing, and they just want to stand over here and look at it and go, yeah, God, you go. They don't want to draw up close to him and get involved and actually do something. I think there's a lot of people that stepped up, but I think there's a lot of people that are standing in the background, looking on, and they're not taking that step that they need to take. You know, God wants us 100%. He wants all of us surrendered unto him, being obedient, serving him. He don't want half of us. He wants all of us just surrendered unto him, just serving him. And that's that's kind of the invitation this morning. I want y'all to be surrendered to God. God wants you to surrender all of yourself unto him so that he can use you. He's wanting to work in your life. He's wanting to do mighty things in your life. But he cannot do those things in your life if you're not willing to turn it over to him and give it to him. He's wanting, he's wanting to do those things, but you've got to be willing to let him do those things. Um, I want to jump ahead here to, uh, let me just jump ahead here to Matthew. I'm going to jump up to Matthew chapter 27. I was going to read a few other verses here in Exodus, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going, to, I'm going to jump ahead here to Matthew chapter 27. I want to read uh, a few scriptures here. Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 down through 54. I want to read these. And, uh, it says, Now, for the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. This is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they had heard that said that he calleth for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, the rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come and save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost and beheld the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom. There again, there's an example of the power of God. You know, just as I, just as I said, talk about this, and this, what I was talking about, Moses' or Aaron's rod blooming and him being that lineage of the priesthood that fell upon the Levites. Christ became that very thing, our high priest that day on Calvary. When that veil was ripped in twain, Christ became that very thing, our high priest. You know, and it's just an example, again, of the power of God. It said, And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened up, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose 
uh, came out of the graves and his resurrection and went into the holy cities and appeared unto many. And now the centurion that was there with them watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things which were done and feared greatly, saying, truly this was the Son of God. Again, an example of the power of God transforming someone else's life. And that's how, and that's how I can't, I, I just can't stress to you enough. It's something as simple as giving your testimony. If you just allow yourself to be used of God, just something as simple as giving a testimony may be the difference in someone else coming to know Christ, may be the difference of someone letting go of something they've been holding on to for years that's been hindering them. And that's an example of the power of God working through us. We just got to be willing to do those things. I mean, step up and do it. You know, think about everything that Christ has done for us, everything that Christ went through for us. And sometimes all he asks us to do is simply give a testimony. You know, he's not going to call everybody to preach. He's not, you know, not everybody's gifted to do music. Not everybody's gifted with a great voice. I mean, there's so many different areas that you can get involved in, get plugged into, and there's so many different ways God can use you. 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 Even you, Pastor. I mean, there's so many, so many different avenues and so many people God uses in so many different ways. And you know, there's not one person in here that's just like another person. And there's a reason for that because he can, he can connect with people that I can't connect with. But we got to be willing to let God use us. The power, like I said, you, you think about the power of God and all these miraculous things. Remember verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 18 that I read at the opening. You know, and Jesus said that all power was given unto him in heaven and in earth. That's all power over all things. You know, his power will work in all areas of our lives. All areas of our lives. Not just the areas that we're willing to give to him. He'll work in those areas we're not willing to give to him too. But we got to be willing to give them to him. Because his power will work in all areas of our lives. We've got to turn it over to him. We've got to be willing to give those things to him. Um, Michael, if y'all want to head this way and prepare a song, I'm, I'm going to cut it a little short because I feel like I need to. I feel like God just going to cut it right there. But I want, I want to extend the invitation to you this morning just to surrender to God. Let his power work in your life and work through you. It's, it's sometimes it's so simple. It's just being obedient. You know, everything I, 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 could, I couldn't help but think about Frank's message, you know, when he preached such a time as this and, you know, Obedience Sunday and, you know, all these things were pointing to one direction. I mean, it's just simply being obedient to God. Minding God, listening to God, surrendering, giving in to what God is asking you to do. You know, in each and every one of us, that's something different. But we should be willing to do it. You know, I want to ask y'all just to bow your heads for a minute. I want y'all to think about 
what God has been speaking into your life. I want you to just think about, just focus your thoughts, focus, focus your heart on God for a minute. You know, He has all the power and all authority to forgive us of our sins. He has all power, all authority over the circumstances that are in our life. No matter what we're facing, He has all power, all authority over that. That sin that keeps hindering us over and over, that keeps tripping us up, He has power over that. We just got to be willing to surrender it to Him and let Him have it. You know, He offers us peace, comfort, joy for all for all those things that are just the opposite of what sin offers us death destruction got to be willing to turn that over to god if you've not experienced his power in your life this is your opportunity just to surrender it all to him and experience his power in your life let him work in you and through you